Hello and welcome to In the Works. I'm your host, Teresa Marita McGuire. W-O-R-K-S. That stands for Workplace of Respect, Kindness, and Safety. Today's focus is dignity and resolving conflicts in the workplace. Today's guest is Dr. Mary Jackson Hammond. Welcome, Dr. Jackson Hammond. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome. And first, let me just thank you for inviting me to your show. I'm, um, I'm elated to be here talking with you. And the subject tonight is a very worthy one. But before we get started, let me just talk a little bit about my background. So I am a physician. I'm board certified in occupational medicine. And for people who may not know that, those are doctors, we're doctors uh, who study um, illnesses and injuries that uh, arise out of the workplace. And you say, well, how is that different? Well, some workplaces can be more dangerous or more hazardous than others. But truly, we need to look at all workplaces. So in a uh, typical workplace, you may have to deal with physical hazards, such as a worker may have to do a lot of lifting, a lot of turning. They may operate uh, big machineries. They may be in uh, areas that um, uh, uh, are exposed to fire, electricity, um, repetitive uh, uh, injuries, or there may be uh, biological hazards, uh, such as we see in hospitals and laboratories uh, that a worker may be exposed to. And then again, there are the psychosocial hazards that some people may be exposed to. So that just gives you a little background about um, workplace um hazards that may be different than just um, uh, doctors who treat normal uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, and what have you. But I don't, uh, we don't ignore those because other illnesses can impact your ability to even deal with certain stressors in a workplace. So, um, so that's, you know, that's some of what I do. I'm also uh, board certified in family medicine. So I um, um, find great joy in the work that I do. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you again for joining me today. So you've given us a little bit about those hazards. We're going to talk more about different workplaces as it relates to dignity. So let's have a conversation about dignity. Dignity is defined as the personal quality of being worthy of honor. Basically, it's a belief that all people have value because we're human, regardless of race, gender, economic status, religion, or anything else. Part of the podcast today, Dr. Jackson Hammond, is devoted to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s life or his service as we approach April 4th when we usually commemorate his life and legacy. I believe dignity is both seen and felt. Everyone is worthy of it, but not all walk as if they are honorable. And we'll get into that a little bit. 
Dignity has been described as a serious, almost reserved manner. So you may have heard somebody say, oh, she carries herself in such a dignified manner, or they are so dignified. Is dignity tied to one's acceptance of their own self-worth? Is it a way of life? How does one maintain a sense of dignity when faced with blatant disrespect or when confronted with violence? So give us a little more about the different workplace or work settings we may talk about and some examples of how dignity or someone who carries themselves with dignity might manifest in the workplace. Does it look different whether I work at home or outside of the home? What do you think? Well, that's a mouthful there. That's a <laughs> lot to that's a lot to dissect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly it's dignity is a word we don't hear much nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I think dignity and civility ran off, eloped, okay? <laughs> yeah. And and chivalry gave them a party. But <laughs> but truly I think it is the intersection of um, self-respect. Uh, self-worth, mm-hmm. integrity, and uh, and and trust. Okay, so mm-hmm. all those things have to kind of intersect. But it starts, I believe, with self-respect, because if you respect yourself, then it's easier to respect others. Mm-hmm. And we all grew up with that uh, the golden rule: treat others as we would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes if we start there we can avoid some of the uh, problems that arise out of being disrespected or someone uh, denying our dignity. Um, And in fact, the the United Nations says that uh, dignity is a human right. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at human rights because we are all humans first before we we talk about employer, employee, and, you know, he's my boss, she's my boss, you know, uh, I have a, a low wage job and, you know, so maybe the job itself is not worthy. No, we are all worthy because we are humans mm-hmm. and we need to start there. Mm-hmm. When we go to the, the bakery in the morning, before we bark off an order, let's say hello, bonjour. Yes. And uh, let's, let's address that, acknowledge that person. Mm-hmm. And then get on with, you know, the matter of the business. Mm-hmm. And I think in a workplace setting, that has to be done. And it's a two-way street, you know. It's not mm-hmm. just uh, one person giving respect and other people denying it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the workplaces, you know, are are our traditional workplaces, such as our institutions, our factories, our our uh, banks, our schools. Um, these are traditional places where people may work from eight to five, hospitals, of course, doctor's office, fire departments, police departments. These are all standard, very traditional workplaces. However, they're the non-traditional workplaces. And I think we all got um, a little uh, example of that during this last two years of the pandemic. The pandemic forced a lot of us to look at workplaces, workspaces differently. Uh, While some people have always had the luxury of working from home, but during the pandemic, it became a way of continuing business. 
mm-hmm. because we did not want to expose ourselves to uh, a, a virus that we didn't know a whole lot about. What we knew was very contagious and very deadly, okay? Mm-hmm. So that would be a tr- non-traditional, the home is a non-traditional work site. However, our self-employed people, those are non-traditional workplaces too. Uh, say somebody that's a traveling uh, uh, salesman. You know, my father did a little uh, traveling salesman as we were growing up. He sold pots and pans, went to people's homes. Mm-hmm. So s- someone's home became that workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, construction workers, they're working on public works, you know, in the public streets. That's their workplace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, painters, uh, you know, they may be doing um, works of art out in the street or painting someone's home. Um, yeah, our typical, um, well, uh, people that work from the home, you know, um, nannies, um, people that do housework for a living. Um, and then, of course, you know, your stay-at-home parents. Mm-hmm. They, in fact, are not uh, playing with kids all eight hours. They're doing some <laughs> housework and laundry and a number of other things. So that is also a place where, you know, non-traditional work uh, is uh, seen. And, of course, uh, people that are in entertainment. They have different types of workplaces. If they're a cabaret singer, you know, then that that hall, that dance hall, or or um, um, the um, entertainment center may be their place of work and their environment that they're in. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, giving us a lot to think about and a lot of different sites that we can focus on as we continue talking about this thing of dignity. I said at the beginning that I wanted to devote a portion of this to Dr. King's uh, legacy as it relates to what I believe is dignity. If I go back just a little in history, in in 1968, Dr. King was in Memphis in support of sanitation workers. Their workplace was considered streets they walked on every day and inhumane situations we've been told as far as carrying garbage bins on the head and on the backs of trucks and all kinds of weather. And in his last speech before the day he was assassinated, Dr. King said, quote, whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they're going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it's bent. I saw those workers and studying about that as men walking with dignity with the signs, I am a man. You said, I love your analogy at the beginning about dignity. Where do you see that now in the workplace as far as what individuals can do to walk and work in an honorable fashion so that they don't allow themselves to be treated with the lack of respect and not in a dignified manner? Well, yes, Um, I think you can see that in some workplaces that um, the work itself is very difficult and um, it it may exact a lot of energy from the person to perform the job. I'm thinking right now of people uh, that are uh, 
customer service oriented. And um, some of those workers we see every day at uh, fast food um, uh, facilities. These are uh, workers that may, well, up until now, were on the lower end of uh, the salary range. Mm -hmm. And a lot is required to take orders and uh, make the orders right. And sometimes the public, uh, although they're not the person's boss, but, um, you know, the customer is always right. So um, uh, sometimes uh, workers um, like uh, fast food workers are treated poorly by by the public until recently or until recently when we considered them frontline workers you know during mm-hmm. the pandemic but since uh, most businesses believe that um, the worker I mean the customer is always right uh, then that boss may really take out some type of um, uh, punishment or a uh, uh, harsh words if an employee is not getting orders right, is not moving fast enough, the line isn't moving. And so then uh, you might see a worker become disgruntled, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and not feel that their worth, uh, uh, that the work that they do is valued. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's very key. A worker must feel value that they are adding something to the workplace and because of them you know the business succeeds you know mm-hmm. and uh, but when they feel devalued um they they start uh, to retreat they don't do as much or maybe when they could do something preventive they don't they look the other way and so consequently the business will suffer Mm-hmm. And it becomes a vicious circle because now that supervisor feels that they know that you're not putting in a hundred percent. And so then they may ride you a little bit more, you know, this mm-hmm. is not what we need, you know, but all mm-hmm. along, you know, um, the, the, the boss or the supervisor is feeling uh, undue stress because your lack of, or the employee that's not given 100% uh, is causing the business to fail or not produce as well. So it becomes a vicious circle. And what is really needed is to stop, evaluate the situation. You know, the, uh, the supervisor could acknowledge that the job is, is hard, okay? It's difficult uh, when you have... Uh, uh, customers screaming or you didn't get this right and 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 not and not recognizing the humanity of this worker you know mm-hmm. and then I'm jumping right on with the along with the customer no 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 step back uh evaluate the situation now we 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 can describe the situation and now let's see how can we correct it and I'm I'm a big proponent of prevention and that's it's also a key part of what I do prevention diagnosing and treatment okay so yeah all those threes okay mm-hmm. and and so um it's just recognizing a, a, a bad situation helps and then we go from we recognize it now what can we do to improve that you know mm-hmm. uh sometimes it's giving getting more help for a situation sometimes it's just in what you will accept you know if a bad performing customer um 
you know, frequents the restaurant regularly, maybe you can't serve that person if they're constantly uh, denigrating your, 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 your employees. So employees must be valued for what they bring to the table. And everybody brings something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I, of course, love everything you said. The prevention, diagnosis, treatment. Let's evaluate the situation. And that leads us right into resolving conflict. Just last Sunday, live, a live audience along with some TV viewers witnessed what was described by more than one TV host as the slap that was heard around the world. In that moment, the stage was somebody's workplace. How can we resolve conflict in the workplace without violence and without robbing someone of his or her dignity? Well, yes. And that is, uh, I mean, it the, the, the airways and movies, and not movies, but the airways and the TV shows have been buzzing all week since that incident and so yes yeah, so sometimes we forget about these non-traditional workplaces um right then the academy uh was you know and their annual award their 2022 award season and um let's not forget that things don't happen in a vacuum so our a-list actor i don't know if i can mention his name but we won't (laughs) we won't okay so an a-list actor uh after hearing uh, a statement or a joke a a joke that was aimed at uh his significant other he he it didn't hit him right away as i looked at the um the, the the recording but he thought, well, he didn't like it. And so he took matters into his own hands and uh, he became physical. Well, physical, um, a physical uh, reaction to a verbal slander, or if you think it's a slander, it's never okay. It's never okay to put your hands on anyone because it sets a bad example for children his children other you know children it's just not acceptable however in this day and age we're full of violence i mean right now there's a conflict over in eastern europe you know Mm -hmm. this is something that humans fight against you know we we struggle to not um take a physical approach to disagreement or conflict Mm-hmm. But right then, that was uh, the workplace for the host, other actors who had been invited, who were waiting to receive awards, um, uh, cameramen, uh, lighting, uh, sound, um, directors. It was a lot of workplaces. Uh, I mean, it was a workplace for a lot of d- different uh, types of em- workers whether they were employed or um, just contract workers but people were working okay mm-hmm. and and actually that was a workplace violation okay mm-hmm. uh, OSHA would say that um, the academy had not kept those workers safe mm-hmm. and the occupational safety and health act uh, requires 
that all employers maintain a safe working environment. Mm -hmm. So that was a work injury. Okay. And uh, as it relates to dignity, then the the perpetrator um, lacked respect for who he hit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did not, um, at that point, at that time, that point in time, did not respect uh, that other uh, actor's dignity. Okay. But immediately before that physical confrontation, that was just one-sided now because the other actor could have responded in kind and he did not. Mm-hmm. However, when I said it wasn't done in a vacuum, what I meant that is that um, the statement that the other A-list actor made just prior to this physical altercation uh, and assault on him on his body, he had what I consider stepped over the line. And his statements uh, could have been perceived as harassment on the workplace mm-hmm. because he mentioned um, this a- other A-lister's uh, wife, who is also an A-list actor by name mm-hmm. at the brunt, uh, she was the brunt of a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that person could get a few laughs and that's never okay. We don't tolerate it in children in schools, you know, we don't allow kids to ridicule each other. Exactly. So because this person, that's his line of work, it didn't make it right. Mm-hmm. We don't like being called out. We don't like being called out in, in the school setting, let alone in a, uh, a huge gathering of your colleagues. No one wants to be made um, the object of a, a laugh. That wasn't right, but also it wasn't right for the other for the husband, this A-list uh, actor, to physically assault someone. Totally wrong, and uh, and so I understand that uh, uh, you know there are going to be some repercussions for that, and which what all employers should do if there's violence in the workplace, they've got to study the situation. How could it have been prevented? And uh, and and some if 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 it calls for, then disciplinary action on those that caused it. But my question is, is that why was this? Why did this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the uh, academy has an HR department. I'm sure it has policies and procedures in place for violence. You know, we're all hypersensitive to, you know, uh, uh, strangers or boogeymen coming in. We, we all have to uh, uh, pass the, what, metal detectors nowadays and big gatherings. So we're prepared for one type of violence, but not another. And he was, uh, this A-list actor was not considered a threat. He's one of us, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so therefore, when he got up out of his seat and proceeded onto the stage, no one stopped him. Now I'm sure there were at least a hundred security and and, uh, law enforcement people there, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But he was not perceived to be a threat. And so therefore that violence was, it took everybody by surprise. You know, no one was prepared for it. But 
uh, nevertheless, those things can happen. And so uh, as the academy is thinking about, you know, what sort of disciplinary actions should be taken against this A-lister who uh, physically assaulted someone, I hope they take a, a, a long, strong look at themselves. Mm. Did they allow their workers to be exposed to violence because they did not have a safe environment for them? put something on our minds with the laws and the policies governing safety and harassment in and of itself. And several of us in all different workplaces every day. So I want to ask you this question, doctor, as it relates to our health, what are some implications when an individual faces, hopefully not some of the situations we talked about, but just faces those situations where there may be a lack of respect, trust, dignity, and some of those other core values. How does that manifest in our health? Well, it can manifest in uh, uh, our, our health in very delirious ways. Stress can affect every body system. But let's be clear, everybody will not um, interpret um, a situation as being stressful. Uh, something that stresses me out may not stress you out. So it's sometimes in the eye of the beholder if they think that they are actually working in a stressful situation. Having said that, let's say that it is stressful. Um, the worker feels, the employee feels that it's a stressful situation. So um, some of those health effects can be um, we can actually ha have an uh, increase in our heart rate. It can um, manifest in hypertension. It can ma manifest in uh, overeating, you know, because we're trying to relieve the stress. It can manifest itself in um, clinical depression, clinical anxiety. It can manifest itself uh, in the GI system, uh, you know, people have a lot of uh, GI distress, uh, stomach ache, diarrhea, constipation, you know, that it just, the, the stress is, uh, becomes physical uh, manifestation of the stress. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, they have problems, uh, people may uh, have problems sleeping, okay, staying asleep, going to sleep manifest themselves and of course if we don't get enough sleep we can't be productive on the job the next day you know um so those are some of the body but it can just about manifest in every body system some people have uh, rashes you know it, it can flare if someone has a condition uh like eczema it can flare up under stress um autoimmune disorders can um become more evident and flare under stress. So much to think about. And when we're going through it, well, at least for me, I'm oblivious to it. You're just kind of functioning. And then at the end, sleep made me, you're barking up my tree when you mentioned about the sleep. <laughs> you have given us so much to think about, Dr. Jackson Hammond. I want to give you an opportunity to add any other pearls of wisdom for our listeners. Okay, so I... I 
just want to double back on resolving conflict in the workplace. This is very important. Right now, we're seeing more violence in the workplace than ever. And a lot of sometimes violence can end up in homicides and, and deaths in a workplace. And we don't want that to happen. But um, and so to double back on dignity, if we could start with um, self-respect, um, giving respect, being honest, having integrity, you know, and let that be the basis of all workplaces and all relationships in workplaces. I think that we can avoid some of the violence that may come out of uh, someone feeling um, um uh, devalued, demeaned, embarrassed. Sometimes we can head that stuff off. That's some of the preventive uh, uh, work we need to do. And of course, every workplace needs um, a prevention, a violence prevention policy or program so that employees know what 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 they can expect from the employer. Is this a safe workplace? Uh, how to recognize uh, unsafe uh, place or something that may be uh, boiling over, that we're, whether or not we're at the tipping point point of a situation. Um, employers that have uh, that allow their uh, supervisors and managers to have an open door policy. This is very happy very very helpful because if I as a worker am feeling very bad or that um, my boss is just riding me and not not considering you know my worth to the company um, not allowing me to work to my fullest um, my fullest capabilities I'm not going to give a really good performance and so if I'm uh, have the knowledge that I can go and explain the situation. This is how I'm feeling. When, you know, when this A, B, and C happens, this is what I feel that you, that I'm not valued. And maybe, maybe that manager was unaware of that. And so, you know, we clear mis miscommunication, misunderstandings right away before it just escalates. But for sure, all employees or uh, employers should have a um, a workplace prevention program. They should have training, you know, for the employees, and uh, and they need to. That's something that you just don't type up and put in a book and then put it on the shelf, mm -hmm. because it's got to be a living document, and we review it constantly. So I would probably also like to say that. Um, um, when we're in stressful situations know uh, how your body is reacting to that become attuned to your your bo body's response to to stress stressful situations the body uh, it's a, a neurological response sometimes it overreacts and sometimes it underreacts overreacts you've heard the terminology of um uh, fight or fight or uh, flight, you know, so either I'm going to fight my way out of this or, uh, you know, I'm going to run 
run away you know mm-hmm. some people actually freeze in certain situations you gave the example well you know somebody's working on a job and just being uh, treated so badly and disrespected and they do nothing well that might be a person that that just freezes on the, um, um, a lot of stress or bad treatment. They don't know how to respond. They're just stuck. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, l- learning how your body's responding and then turning to our five senses on how we can um, quickly resolve that feeling. Sometimes, you know, we, we can't always quit a job, a bad job or what what have you maybe we can't transfer to another department but if we recognize oh i'm i'm feeling a little stressed something really quick we could do maybe it's looking at a uh, a nice picture maybe it's listening to some nice music experiment with the music you know some some music is not all the same so some music you can listen to and it'll it'll just you know take you out of that situation right away uh sometimes taste you know but you got to be careful. You don't want to eat too much, okay? <laughs> uh, um, smells, you know, certain like um, uh, colognes may make you feel better. Um, chewing, a, for me, chewing a, a stick of juicy fruit, you know, that, that <laughs> will take you out of the situation. Sometimes activity, you know, some people like to go for a run. Maybe you can't go for a run, you know, but it's learning to be in tune to your body and then experiment with what things make that situation better for you exactly making it better for you making it better for you and i'll just leave you with one word that there is power in the dignity in a workplace there is power in the dignity of a workplace that's our conversation for today. I thank you so very much, Dr. Mary Jackson Hammond of Jackson Health Services Incorporating for all her pearls of wisdom in the works today. And thank you to everyone for taking time to listen about what workplace of respect, kindness, and safety. Listen again first Saturday next month. I'm Teresa Marie Squire. From my heart to your ears, may God keep us safe. Dr. Jackson Hammond, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much. Thank you. And you enjoy yours as likewise. Thank you. Bye. Bye.